Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 908, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but I will tell you my story. I was watching the Saints game on Sunday, and they were... Because of Channel 4's dispute, with uh, Tegna's dispute with UVerse, I had to watch it through the old-timey rabbit ears, and they were a second or two ahead of the WWL broadcast, so I knew what was going to happen before it happened. That being said, on the final play of the game, it was interesting to watch it play and then hear Deuce's reaction, then hear Deuce's reaction with Steve Geller after the game, and then hear Bobby Bear's reaction. A lot of people have different reactions to it. Deuce McAllister, WWL Saints color analyst, former Saints running back, my hero, both in terms of being a football player and a broadcaster. Good morning, sir. How are you? That's high praise there, sir, and I appreciate it. Well, I'm doing it's well. True. How are you doing? I'm doing well, and I enjoyed the hell out of listening to you and Mike Hoss all season long. I wish you'd be working this weekend, but what are you going to do? Let's let's start with this play because I heard you call it when, when it happened. Then I heard you talk about Jamal Williams doing a lot of the dirty work, and and you know I respect you as a former player, and that um, that got my attention. Then I heard Bobby, who I also respect as a former player, having a different take on it. Uh, it was in the moment. I'm just wondering now your thoughts on it, because everybody, you know, Deuce has an opinion on this. It, it was the last play of the season. It's not going to make a damn bit of difference. Just what are your thoughts on the kneel down and all that stuff, whatever you want to call it, the kneel down that should have been. Yeah, it won't make a difference as far as um, the score, them going to the playoffs. Uh, look, I made the statement on, on X or Twitter, formerly known as or currently X, whatever whatever we may call it. Um, both, both, both sides are right. And, and, and what I mean by that is um, obviously Coach Dennis Allen is right. And, you know, um, that, that's not who we are. That's not who you are as a team. That's not who you are as an organization. But at the same time, uh, those players are right as well. The only thing I wish those players did not do was run that play out of victory. Yep, just run our, if you do line, line up, up, right? Run a running formation? I'm, go, I'm going to line up in a different formation. And if the head coach calls a timeout, the head coach calls a timeout. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I am going to line up in a different formation and not signify that we are giving up. If that you know, because that's basically what victory means. That that means it's over. You're waving um, a white flag and then to, you shoot it, right? You, you, 
there you go. You don't have to fire off. There's nothing. There's there will there will not be a play. That's what the victory formation signifies, and so um, that's the only thing that I disagree with. I get it. I, I was a player. Bobby was a player, and the only part of it is when you hear the former players um, that you know the national press that it got um, for them to sit there and say that no player or it, it, it was a rogue move. They, that, that's the farthest thing from the truth because. They have been in that huddle, and they know players change things. And I'm not talking about audibles. I'm talking about completely change. Uh, oh, I, I didn't hear the play. You know, you, you heard the play. The quarterback didn't want to run that play. And so they call something that they want to call. Defensively, it's no different. Hey, we don't want to run that defense. I called another play. And so you can go back and say, well, they didn't do it under – Drew did it under Sean. You know, uh, even even this past weekend, you go and look at Jacksonville, the Jacksonville Jaguars, their quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, who we played against, Mm -hmm. he did his own thing. There was a run play called. He changed the play and he tried to do a quarterback sneak. They didn't get it. They didn't get it. And he admitted it. I changed it. I did something else that was not to play. So it happens. And so um, I think that obviously the players, they want to get Jamal. A touchdown, and that was something that you know the 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 offensive coaches they asked, and so the communication it, it will go. Hey, look, let's just go victory, um, and the offensive coaches they they're going to ask Coach Da, hey, you want to try to get Jamal a touchdown? Nah, let's let's just go victory. It's over, uh, and and take a knee. Those players went out there, they said, nope, we want to get Jamal a touchdown, and so with Jameis's words, it was collective. No, the defense had nothing to do with it. It was collective by the guys that were in the game. It wasn't a collective call from the defensive side. It was a collective call and a decision by the guys that were in the game. Is far too much being made of this from what happens next year and so forth? Far too much. <laughs> well, let's talk about what really matters. Let's talk about what really matters and, and looking back on the season. Man, damn Green Bay Packers. You know, if you take care of your business then – if Green Bay, and you can't really blame them for not losing to Chicago, I guess, but uh, it's amazing how it's a long season, and uh, boy, you only get so many chances, huh, Deuce? Well, you look at it from the Green Bay game's perspective, you look at uh, 0 for 5 in Atlanta. I mean, you beat Atlanta, you're, you're in. You beat mm. you beat Atlanta in Atlanta, you're in. You were 0 for 5 in the red zone. Mm. And so you go back to a couple of games, I mean, the Green Bay game obviously sticks out because you were up 17 nothing in the fourth quarter. And so that one sticks out to you, and they ended up winning, obviously, the uh, tiebreakers, et cetera, particularly with the NFC record uh, and then that head-to-head matchup against you. I mean, but you look at the slow starts that this team had. I mean, there's numerous games. I mean, look at look at Detroit at home. Mm-hmm. You spot them 21 yeah. nothing, and then you're able to get back into the game. But, I mean, you look at certain games where you were you were clearly leading but you didn't finish the game. You had a missed field goal. You had some some pass interferences. You had some third down opportunities that you can't convert, uh, and you end up losing a game. And then early in the season, you had the red zone woes that, you know, basically you had to settle for field goals. And now instead of touchdowns, you find yourself scrambling at the end, whether you need a two-minute comeback or something of that nature, or you've got to stop a team. And, you know, it it was just too many games that – you weren't able to do so. Uh, things picked up at the end. You know, you finished four or five. And to be honest, when it was at the five-game mark, thought that if they won four of the last five, that that would get them in uh, to the playoffs. But that just was not the case. 
We're talking about Jamal Williams' touchdown, and look, I, I'm a fan. I don't know what I'm looking at. I don't know what I'm not looking at, but I'll tell you what I did take away from Sunday's game. First thing when it comes to running backs and touchdowns was Kendra Miller's touchdown with about 11 minutes ago in the second quarter from the four-yard four line, fourth and goal. Kendra Miller showed me some stuff on Sunday. You? No, nah, he's been had it. I mean, you saw some of the stuff that he had uh, during camp. Mm-hmm. The problem that Kendra has had is not being able to stay healthy. And so that's one of the things this offseason. He came in, you know, kind of banged up. He was hurt um, from the uh, national championship game. And so uh, he really didn't get to go through the full acclimation standpoint. And then once he was healthy, then he has an ankle injury. And I think it was against the Bears. And, you know, the ankle injury lingered and lingered and lingered. And he was finally able to play in that last game. And, um, the touchdown score that he, he, he scored on a touchdown play, uh, that plays to go outside. <laughs> but it does he really? sees the defender. Yeah, no, that, 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 that's one that you want to beat him to the cone or you want to put your foot into the ground. You never want to cut back like he did because if mm-hmm. you do, you kind of own your own. That that play is an outside play, but uh, you saw not only the tremendous effort from him, but just his power, his overall power, and he's able to make uh, people miss. He's able to break some tackles. And so this offseason for him, he's got to figure out how to stay healthy. And what I mean by that is how can I push my body? How can I make sure that I am in uh, excellent condition and I want to continue to push it and make sure that everything feels good? You know, I, I, I can't play – uh, I can't say that I can't play with some pain because if I got a little pain, hey, everybody else has a little pain. Mm-hmm. You you've got to play through it. It's got to become mentally where I feel like that. You know, it's it, it, it's it's a difference between having a little pain and then me truly being hurt where I can't go out and contribute. And so um, those are the little things that he's going to continue to have to work on. And then being comfortable in the system, in the offense, knowing exactly where I have to line up, knowing exactly what I have to do as far as play in and play out. If there's a check, I hear it. I don't have to think about it. I can react. Yeah, because he had a, uh, an offensive lineman in front of him. I'm looking at that play right now. He had Foster Morrow right in front of him, and he could have gotten in the end zone pretty easily if he goes outside, huh? He's just got to trust it. I mean, I, 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 I've got to trust my speed. I've got to trust that I can beat the guy to the corner. I mean, in the end of, at the end of the day, it all worked because right. you scored, but it's just making it easier on yourself and understanding and the design of it. And that, my friend, is why I love listening to you call the games and I love talking to you about it because you know what it is that you're looking at. Let, let me, not about Kendra Miller specifically, but take us in the locker room, Deuce, if you will, when it comes to we as fans here, the difference between playing, playing hurt or be, being hurt or being injured. How do those discussions go in the locker room? Um, is, is it ultimately the player that decides whether he can go or not? Or Talk to me about that. Well, really, it's not even in the locker room. It's really in the training room. And so okay. that, that discussion happens in the training room because each and every individual is going to be a little bit different. I mean, but from the training staff's perspective, they're going to, obviously, they'll they'll talk to the doctor. They're going to say, hey, doc, you know, take a look at it. Um, we just went and got an X-ray. We just went and got an MRI. Uh, the player on his side of it, he may say, and he, he's entitled to it, hey, look, I want to get a, a second set of eyes on mm-hmm. that picture, that MRI, that X-ray. I want to send it to um, you know Dr. X. Dr. X will take a look at it. He will either confirm it or he will have a different designation uh, of what they think that injury may be. Uh, at the end of the day, the Saints, the team, they want to say, all right, what gets this player back out on the field the quickest? 
how can we get this player back out on the field the quickest, the safest, where he feels comfortable, where we feel comfortable? And then they kind of formulate that plan. And so from the rehab process, um, the rehab process is a little different than the regular schedule as far as what the player has to go through. He normally has to come a little bit earlier. He stays a little bit later than the regular guys, you know, just depending on where he is in the rehab phase. Now, if he's still being able to have to go out there and practice, yes, he comes early, then he has the meetings, he goes to practice. Then after that, it's kind of, all right, now I have to go and get my rehab after practice. So it, it, it all kind of works hand in hand. The player has ultimate say um, on some stuff, but he's got to prove to the trainers, to the doctors, that he's not going to hurt himself or hurt the team You know, at the end of the day. You know about yourself. You know about your history. Uh, when you're playing college football, leading an all-time rush at Ole Miss still? I don't know, Deuce. I know you were for the Saints for a long time. Um, did, when would you initially start playing with pain throughout the se- uh, in the season, and how long would it last? Because I would imagine you might get through one game or two games, but after that pretty much you're playing hurt but not injured for the rest of the season? Yeah, pretty much really after camp, you know, uh, once camp is over, after one or two games, that's probably the best you're going to feel the complete year. And so from that standpoint, uh, it's just managing. And so whether it's uh, getting in the cold tub, you know, being able to get some ice therapy, there's all kinds of new therapy out there. And it's really just finding what works for you. What, what what you think works. And so you could talk about going to the massage, getting a massage, working with the chiropractor, doing some acupuncture. Some guys like cupping techniques. Some guys um, like the laser. I mean, so there's different things that you can do and choose to use. And it's all really up to the player. I mean, because at the end of the day, and it's no different from basketball. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it's how can I take care of my body? How can I be available to be able to go out and play on game day? That, that That's what it's ultimately about. Along those lines, does Alvin Kamara's offseason routine have a lot to do with him being, although he didn't play on Sunday, being as healthy as he has been? And maybe is there something like Kendra Miller, a guy like Kendra Miller can learn from that? Yeah, I think so. And not only from Alvin, you know, each each player is going to be a little bit different. Mm -hmm. So some guys may take, hey, look, I am going only to stretch for the next six weeks. You know, the season's over. I'm going to take this week off, see, you know, if I need a surgery, see if I need, um, you know, if I have to just rest for a week or two. And then for the next kind of phase, we'll say six weeks. I am only going to do stretching and light uh, light jogging. No running. No full speed running. It will be light jogging and stretching. And so from that standpoint, you'll start to ramp up just a little bit more on things that you want to work on as well. So, okay, I didn't catch the ball uh, well as I wanted to. Now I'm going to go out and catch 200 footballs a day, you know, just different style. You're not running full speed. It may just even be off of a jug. But I'm going to catch the ball in different situations just because I didn't do it enough. You know, let's say I didn't cut off my left foot as well as I wanted to. Now I'm going to work on strengthening the left side of my leg. I'm not going to neglect the right side, but I'm going to work on some drills that helps me to focus and I can cut off the left. I mean, because you're looking for deficiencies. You're looking for little things to be able to help you be that complete player. And here's, here's the other thing. And I thought, even myself personally, I thought for sure I would get 10 years in as far as playing in the NFL. Mm -hmm. It didn't happen. So it goes extremely fast. And so you always think, oh, I can do it next year. I can do it next year. There may not be a next year. Mm -hmm. You're not guaranteed next year. You know, and you may not be even guaranteed uh, with that team next year. You know, because contracts, 
Yeah, they're contracts, but there's ways out of contracts as well, and that's on both sides. And so um, it goes really, really fast. But, like, during this time, it's finding little small things that you can work on to try to make you a better player. All right, let me take a quick break. We come back. Here's my – again, I go back to me being a fan, and I don't know what I'm looking at, but I make a case for the Derek Carr that I saw on Sunday was different than the Derek Carr I saw since, say, the Green Bay game, and then, of course, he got hurt again during Detroit, uh, the Detroit game and, and throughout the season. I don't think you can question Derek Carr's toughness. I don't think you can, and I think that what I saw made me feel pretty good because – he looked healthy. He looked confident. Man, he looked in command, and I don't know if that's because a combination of him getting healthy and, and getting comfortable with the receivers and them all getting to know each other, or it's the strength of the opposition. Do some talk about that when we come back. Y'all got any questions, 504-260-1870. I'll be glad to pass them along when we return. Deuce McAllister, WWL Saints color analyst and one of the best Saints of all time when we return on WWL. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Quickly back to Deuce McAllister. I'll mention that this time Bobby Bear joins us tomorrow at this time to get his thoughts on the Saints. Deuce, when it comes to Derek Carr, I was saying before the break, he looked different to me on Sunday. Again, I'm a fan. I don't know what I'm looking at. Um, was he playing hurt a lot of the season? And as a former player, can you tell when a quarterback's got, got some pain going and is not up to their full potential? Um, he, he played with injuries. He did play with injuries, and obviously he was banged up. You know, no, wait, are you making a difference there between hurt and injuries? Because he, 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 they're yeah, all playing hurt, but he played with injuries. 
Yeah, I think that he played with injuries when you yeah. talk about the rib, the back injuries, and different things of that nature. You know, the question that I can't uh, honestly tell you, and that that's going to be a Derek's uh, answer, uh, I don't know how much it affected him as far as his throwing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how much it affected him as far as his movement and, and, and those different types of things. I mean, because – I can tell you what I see, but I can't tell you how another player is feeling, if right. that if that makes sense. And yeah. so, what did you uh, see Sunday, we, as opposed well, to I, other I games? Think, well, I think that not only from a Sunday's perspective, but over the last four or five games, the last right. four or five weeks, right. uh, he was a he, he he was a totally different player. Right. And what I mean by that, you could see the comfort, yep. you could see, and not only in the pocket, but in um, the trust that he had for his receivers. He even made a comment about the touchdown uh, throw to Chris Olave. Um, Chris, Chris Olave was not open, but I trusted that my guy was going to go up and make a play. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he was making that throw earlier during, during the year. I mean, because that's what the NFL is, uh, is about. Every route is not going to be open. I've got to trust that my guy is going to take care of, and what I mean by that, that being the quarterback, I've got to trust that my guy is going to go get the ball, or if he's not going to get it, he's not going to allow the defender to get it. And so I think over time, um, and, and, and then one player that, Juwan Johnson was another player that I thought that trust would be there early, but it took them too long to get on the same page. I mean, because the Saints early in the season, they would not attack the middle of the field. Later on in the season, they started to attack the middle of the field. The Saints didn't run a ton of play action early on. As the season progressed, they started to run a a little bit more play action. And that's what Derek has done a lot of or he's excelled uh, at when he was over in uh, with with the Raiders. And so it just took him too long to adjust and to to play to the strengths of some of the players or playmakers. And, you know, we can go back and look at it and say, hey, look, this is what we know that they have to do better sooner and faster. And then the other thing I thought that they did a lot better job of was guys being in the right place at the right time. I mean, it's one thing to say we're, I'm running a, a go route or I'm running a, a, a back shoulder fade and the timing is off. You know, the, the quarterback is throwing it at 15 and he's looking for the receiver to, to stop or be, be aware that the ball is coming at 15, but the receiver, he's at 18. Mm-hmm. Those three yards matter. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that that's a completion or an incompletion. And so you just saw too many, too much of that stuff early on, and you just didn't see a lot of it uh, later on in the season. So is that like riding a bicycle now? Is it now there? No, I mean, because now you have a new season. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just, I, was, I guess <laughs> I was talking season, about the... Well, no, but with a new season coming up along... Um, it, it will be different. You will still have to get back in rhythm. You will still have to understand the steps. Maybe maybe Chris Olave is a step faster next year. Wow. You know, maybe Rashid, maybe Rashid uh, is five pounds heavier. Now I've got to be able to match that with, you know, the, the, the ball has to be in a certain area, a certain spot, you know, and so uh, they should be comfortable because – They've played a year together, but it's still about going to be about timing and rhythm and being able to be on that same page when that play has to be made. What about offensive coordinator? When you talk about middle of the field and exploding things, is that because the calls weren't being made or the calls weren't being made because the comfort wasn't there? Well, probably a little bit both. I mean, I think the call was made. I mean, because it's not just a um, – it's not a one-route um, kind of scheme. And so – 
normally there's always going to be somebody attacking the middle of the field. Uh, the quarterback just has to be comfortable throwing that middle of the field, and he's got to understand and know that that player is going to be in the middle of the field when that opportunity is there. I mean, certain teams aren't going to allow you to throw it, and you've got to be able to win on the outside. And whether you're talking about on the hashes, the numbers, or vertically, you've got to be able to exploit it. You can't allow a team, particularly a defense, to kind of dictate how they want you to play. But it would be reasonable, I'm asking you, to expect more comfort with Derek Carr and the receivers next year than they got one year under their belt? Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the hope is they can build on it, no doubt about it. I mean, because the quarterback kind of understands, he knows, uh, the receivers kind of understand, they know they've played together. You've seen some looks. You can always now go back to, hey, you remember we ran this route against Tampa. This is how I want you to run it. If this corner is playing you this way, I'm going to put this ball right here for you. Just look for it. And so you've got something to revert back to now, and you didn't really have a lot of that earlier this year. Let's talk about the defense. Where you want to start? Uh, where they have to get better. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have to, they, they've got to not allow teams to run the football on them as far as averaging 100 yards, and then they've got to pressure the quarterback. Um, you've got to continue to get some speed on that defense. Uh, I think that's going to be imperative. And, you know, uh, you, you, you win in the trenches. Um, you've got to get some guys healthy uh, as far as your defensive end. This is a huge, huge year, upcoming year for Peyton Turner. I mean, um, Isaiah Foskey, he he showed flashes, but he was hurt. So, I mean, those two guys right there, this this is a huge year for them. I mean, because you're talking about whether, not not necessarily for Isaiah, but for Peyton, you're talking about whether, okay, whether I get an extension or whether uh, I'm looking at a one-year type situation as far as a deal. So, uh, they've got to get pressure on the quarterback. And I think, you know, when you look at that, I've got to be able to, one, I've got to be healthy, but two, you've got to get faster. You've got to get some speed on that defense. Let's talk about linebackers. Demario Davis, I don't see him slowing down any. You? Yeah, he, he he's had really another really, really good year. I mean, but at the same time, uh, how, how, how long can Demario defy father time? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where you, you can gamble and say, uh, we're going to be fine. We don't need another linebacker. At some point, I've got to put somebody back there that I can kind of start grooming so I can start taking some of that pressure off of Demario. Um, and at some point, you know, we say father time's going to catch him. Uh, and and that's just that's inevitable. So. So you do that draft-free agent, or who's on the team now? Uh, I, I don't know if you have the answer on the team now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and drafting, it's not the highest priority for you. I think there's some other high priorities. But if you've got a guy that you feel like that can develop under DeMario, that's the route I would take. You know, I don't think it's a free agency move. I don't think it's that urgent. But if I got someone that I like as far as a development guy that can come in and be him, you know, be able to – learn under DeMario for a year or two, then that's that's the direction that I go in. Now let's talk about defensive backfield. Corners, safeties, nickel players. Yeah, I think that you got some pretty good production from, from your corners and your safeties. Uh, I'll, I would be interested to see what they do overall with safeties. You know, Marcus May uh, missed some time again this year. He missed some time last year. You did draft a young safety. Howden Jordan showed some stuff. You know, Jonathan Abrams, he was on a one-year deal. He showed he had some productive games for you. So I'll be interested in what they do with the other safety opposite of Tyron Matthew. And then obviously uh, T isn't getting any younger as well. I think this was year 12 for him. Mm-hmm. So to continue to put 
put some young bodies back there in that safety area, uh, would, I wouldn't be surprised if they continue to add there. And then the cornerback position is one to watch. You know, and I think when you say that, it's like, what, what do you mean? Those, those young corners played really, really well, and I, and I would agree with them 100%. I don't know if the Saints run it back with that same group, you know, and it's not because they don't have confidence, but I think they will get some calls for some of those young corners uh, to be able to say, hey, look, we want this guy. Uh, are you interested in moving him? You know, one guy that that, that played outstanding was Isaac Yedem, but Isaac is a free agent, and so whether the Saints pay him or another team pays him, uh, we'll kind of just wait and see. But that's one position I would – keep my eye on because with the depth and the youth of that group I wouldn't be surprised if somebody calls them and say hey look we want this this guy uh what what's the number that you'll take as far as drafts draft picks are concerned he is number 27 and 27 can play I'll tell you that let's talk about Elante Taylor he's he's a corner I guess yeah that's yeah, he's a corner. He can play outside. He can play the slot. So whether it's a nickel corner or outside corner, um, you know, he, he, he's a playmaker. He's, he's, he's a playmaker. He didn't have the year probably overall that he wanted as far as in the slot. But, I mean, he didn't pout about it. You know, when he had a rough rough patch or two, he went and made plays, you know, when the next opportunity came about. And I think, you know, if they leave him in the slot, he will be a lot comfortable, a lot more comfortable. But if he goes outside, it's almost like, hey, look, I've been here. I've rode this bike before. I know how to ride it. Uh, Tyron Matthew, every time you think that his days have gone by, he steps up with a big play. He's got another year in him, you're convinced? I think I think he does have another year in him. You know, I think that he wants to come out and he wants to compete. He doesn't want to go out the way that he did as far as overall not being able to go out and, and, and via the playoffs. And so I think T does want to come back and, you know, be able to come out and contribute and go out the right way. Not to mention that's not going to be the last play of his career, do you think? No, I don't, I don't think so. The interception return so. I'm talking about. He's not going to no, end up on I, that. I know exactly yeah. what he's talking about. And so the one thing that Tyron is going to hear from all the guys is, man, you got caught by a lineman. Yep. You got caught by a lineman. And so uh, I think that piano, that bear jumped on his back a little bit. You know, you're talking about the last play of the game, 70-plus yeah. yards. Um, so it's, it, 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 it was a heck of a play for him. But it'll, it'll be good nature from, from, the, from the fellows kind of messing with him. Let's talk about draft priorities. Um, and, well, first off, somebody texted in about Jimmy Graham. What do you see for number 80 next year? It'll be number eight is decision. You know, it'll be he's a free agent. It'll be his decision whether he wants to continue to play uh, again. I don't think he would go to another team, and so uh, I really don't know. You know what what he's thinking, what he's feeling. You know, does he want to come back? Does he have a different role, uh, an expanded role, or will it be the same? I mean, so that'll that'll be a Jimmy's kind of decision. And for the draft, you got to get through free agency before you even prioritize what you want to do um, in, in the draft. I mean, right now you, you have to fill some other holes via free agency. And that's the, uh, the thing that they'll focus on uh, first and foremost. And even before that deuce, I guess you got to look at salary cap challenges, huh? Yeah, I think the challenges, they've been there for the last couple of years for them, and, you know, they figured out a way, and that, that won't be any different. You can see some of the things that they started to do right there the last week or two uh, with, with some of those cap moves, whether that was Lattimore, whether that was Winston, uh, and some of the other things. Uh, you'll kind of see what happens. One one guy that we'll watch and see, and uh, we should probably hear something within the next couple of weeks is Ryan Ramchick. 
you know, and what I mean by that, does he go ahead and get the surgery or do they feel like that uh, for for Ryan, you know, rest is going to be the avenue that uh, he goes again. And so I wouldn't be surprised if they do go ahead and get the surgery. You know, he's he's tried to rest it the last couple of years. So I wouldn't be surprised if he does get, uh, get the surgery on his knee and hopefully that gives him the relief that he's looking for. Any final thoughts, Deuce? I appreciate your time. Uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be always an interesting time in the NFL, particularly with the New Orleans Saints. So buckle up. I wouldn't have it any other way. Thank you, Deuce. Appreciate your time, my friend. Have a good off season. All right. Thank you. Well, at least a couple of weeks, whatever the. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.